Let's start the pod. Let's start the pod. I mean, like, we, let's just, like, I get the competitive element, but, like, you know, we got the jokes we got. Yeah, you've had them for a long time. Your <laughs> 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 jokes are expiring, bro. <laughs> nah, man. My, I, I'm 27. People forget our ages. I'm exactly what I should be doing at 27 years of age. We talk about speed. I'm exactly where I should be at set-wise. I've done a fucking hour on a platform. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just taking a bit. What's no, up, no, no, man? No, no. What's up? <laughs> nah, Eddie start. Murphy had a had a special uh, that time. He was yeah, he had to get a couple. No, no, I'm being, no, but I'm saying that like we're 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 like we're fine. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the speed of it, but we're f- and you actually think about it, we're we're fine. Mm. Should we start? Have we started the pod? Yeah, I'm just gonna line up the camera. Cool. That'd have been a funny way to start. Just comes <laughs> in and we're arguing. So just coming in, we're arguing this week. That's a funny way to start the pod. We can't uh, manufacture uh, one now. No, we can't. I'll, I'll keep the argument going. <laughs> But did no, you not think stand up. Yeah, we are recording. But that, that, so sorry, we've just had an argument. We did not have an argument. We had Mike a was chatting mad shit. Mike was chatting <laughs> mad shit. <laughs> a conversation with slightly raised bass <laughs> in order to make the point necessary. Mike's but turned up late, coming yeah. with an attitude. <laughs> no, no, we'll just we'll just talk about like you know my my comedy set. I've had it for a long time, which is a sign that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> If you have this guy, man. jokes that are timeless, you know, you're supposed to keep them. Yeah. Nobody's like to fucking uh, Jay-Z, don't play 99 Problems anymore. Oh, oh. so your, your sets, what, what's your 99 Problems? We'll what's, your one of, what's your one about uh, about the peanut allergy <laughs> Jessica? That is a, that's a, that can close anywhere. That's, that can close anywhere. I can close any, that is, that's a hit. That's a banger right there. That's yeah. a top 10 in the charts of, of, of jokes. Bro, like, saying- why, why are you talking like you turn over your set? <laughs> How Victoria, do I not turn over? I've seen some new jokes. Yeah, but you turn over because it's not working and what you ha- need to get new jokes. What happens, Mike, is he comes on this podcast with like a vague premise. We give him loads of taglines and then he does those on stage. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's why I asked Victoria back in the studio this week. I need, I need a Northern Irish perspective on some stuff. <laughs> We've given you so many premises and then you're just like, it's like just a tapping. Fucking Pep Guardiola over here and you're just doing the final to your tap. At the end. Bro, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the Alan Shearer of joke writing. I'm just, I'm just in the box, isn't it? Man. Gary Lineker, you don't, I don't. You got an eye for goal. Yeah, I just don't. You can't teach that. You <laughs> can't teach that. The movement is good, but the quality all around the pitch. No, no, no. Me outside of it. You're one of those players that's like terrible on FIFA, but still scores like 30 goals a season in real life. Oh, 100 percent. You've got no attributes, but you just tap them in all day. Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> I'm nothing. A, I'm I'm a, I'm a playmaker, you know. Do I finish? Do I finish <laughs> the oh, dinner? Shut up, bruv. You're in the Turkish league. <laughs> do, you know what, do, you know what, do you know what he is? He's Berbatov, yeah. He had like two, he had like a good couple of seasons, but didn't give up smoking. <laughs> he's one of them Turkish players that every every couple of years they go like, oh look what he's done in the Chinese league. He scored a bicycle kick, and then yeah, they don't treat the rest of the season where he's just eating KFC at training. I'm like Mesut Ozil, you know. I got the qu- the quality's never been in doubt. Nah, you're on. Andre Arshavin. Vittorio's <laughs> <laughs> one of those new guys coming up that's just like running rings around everywhere. Everyone's like, snap his legs, innit? If you get to him, snap his legs. He's got a Conor Gallagher quality about him. 
you know what I mean? Just pretty boy works hard. Do you know what, do you know what Vittorio is? He's one of those guys. Who's, he's like at our club, but he keeps talking to the have a word guys on like Twitter. And you're like, oh, 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 oh he's still on contract with us. <laughs> Oh. I love that when footballers follow a club on on Instagram and oh, everyone gosh. goes, oh, oh, they're moving, and yeah. then they unfollow a couple of clubs yeah. as well, and it just you know creates a little bit of drama. Do that, do, man. I've been trying to do that on like social media. I'm trying to quit like follow. Um, let's talk about this with my girlfriend the other day, where I was just like, I look, I look for social media. I've just been unfollowing certain people yeah, because like I'll, I'll look at an account and I go, why am I following this girl? Like, am I following her because I care about her content? Or in my heart of hearts, like when I was single, was I gonna like her post? And she'd go, oh, Elliot's liked my post. <laughs> We're now going to fuck. You never done that tactical, you know, you like a post, they like a post. And it's like, oh, what's going on here? Oh, Michael, I have done every Instagram tactic. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys, so I've... many fire emojis. Oh, wow, that's the worst <laughs> game. Because I've been out of the game. So I've been in a relationship for like four years. So I'm out of that game. Are you wow. really dropping fire emojis on I've, people's stories? I've done it a couple times. And then just conversation has gone nowhere. Bro, let me. I, I or they'll just like the fire emoji. That's thanks. what happens when you start a conversation with a cartoon, my God. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me tell you some of the deadest game I've ever dropped. Yeah, I'll read. Uh, this is, I, I don't do this now. No, I'm in a relationship. Very happy in my relationship, but like, don't. Don't you throw shit on my relationship? I'm just saying, you don't need to say. It. Don't people who are happy don't need to say I'm happy. It's good. Yeah, it's good when you clarify it more times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm very <laughs> sad. What what do we? What what, what what do you want me to say? No, no. But I remember one time because like I started it, the like yeah back when I was seeing this girl follow me she she was in comedy uh, I was in comedy and uh, she went to the gym and she like put up this thing about this like espresso um, protein shake she got from the gym so I was like I'll comment about that mm. I'll comment about that what and we started your, to oh comment? bro it was literally like. Oh, what? Where'd you get that from? <laughs> Wait, an espresso protein shake? Yeah. I can't think of anything that would make you shit yourself yeah, quicker. Yeah, I mean, like... Than a coffee protein shake. Yeah, that's 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 not good. Like, that's a digestive nightmare. Probably. Also, where'd you get that from? She probably put the link in the bio. We probably no, said that no, on no. The, on, on... It was at her gym, innit? Oh, okay. And uh, what followed was four lines of the worst chat oh, mm. no. uh, that has ever been ensued in the DM game. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was appalling. Now is that all all done? All all clear? Oh my done? god! I, there's let me let me just explain this in case my girlfriend is listening. There is no chance, even if we met, that there is zero chemistry mm. between me and this person. <laughs> really? You just oh, to... like it's. No, it, let me put it this way: we're no Ross and Rachel of the comedies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking about espresso protein shakes, it's disgusting. That would have been a good way if you managed to get in there. I would have, I would have been, a, I would have given you a lot of credit for that. It's weird that though, when you when you're like attracted to a girl, mm. like your brain just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, because like, all of us would be like decent to chat to at the pub or whatever. Yeah, but then you're presented with this person and you just glitch. Yeah, what what you got to do is uh, mm. you've got to really cut them down. <laughs> I think to the point that they have no self esteem. <laughs> 
Somebody's been, been, been watching Andrew Tate again. Following his fucking alpha Twitter. Basically, like, if they're really beautiful, make them think that they're not. Right. And you follow that through. Do you actually think those books, they work? No, like, no, what's it called? The, um, the game. The code. No, the game, the game. I've, I've, I've read like half of it, yeah. You bought it? No, I listened to it, and this is the thing with it. It's basically a novel. Right. It, it's not really... It's this guy's like sort of semi-autobiographical life story where they work out a mathematical equation to uh, hit on girls. And also a lot of it gets confused. Here's the thing that I took from it that was basically they play a numbers game anyway... It will work on a certain type of girl. And also, if you really just boil the book down, it's just have decent chat. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. It's kind is. of like football analogy. If you put the ball in the box enough times... Put it in the mixing bag, you know what I mean? You might and, get one and on you're number nine, Elliot R- Still. It's Rory Delap. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, Goodness. <laughs> it's Rory Delap. <laughs> I was watching a highlight. Those were bullets. Man, Those I saw it on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro! I forgot how fast they were. So let's man. just explain to people listening who don't follow football on this. Rory Delap was a disgrace to the game. <laughs> <laughs> on so many levels. It was... Uh, it was a uh, to explain to people like because there'll be people who like MMA into this. It's Dagestani wrestling without the finishing <laughs> is what it is. It was just it it is just they he would just get a throw in mm-hmm. and he would just throw it into the to box. the point no one remembers what position on the pitch he was. I don't know if he was oh, a defender, midfield, I think he was a right back. I think all you know is that he threw the ball really hard, man, and it was better than a corner. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and nobody could the chaos it. of it. He did so many against Arsenal. <laughs> he scored so many. Half yeah, the like highlights. In one yeah. Like, it, it was just, it was awful. It was awful, effective football do you that think, made like, the world hate Stoke City. Oh, he's a midfielder. It made me love Stokes. Do you think? Do you think that made him feel good or bad? That like, that's like what his main attribute was. He could throw the ball really hard. Okay, so so like in terms of that, like, I know we we we're, we're, we're like making an agreement to stop talking about comedy on this podcast. Okay, but okay, no, uh, not stop talking. Uh, People like hearing about comedy, but uh, we've got to be like we, we can't keep talking about. We're philosophy culture. podcast, philosophy comedy podcast. Okay, as long as we can make anything philosophical, it it works. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I'm so glad that it took us 21 episodes to find out. <laughs> As we're the discussing premise. Rory Delap. <laughs> we finally agreed. What position did Rory Delap play? All right, let's make it philosophical. What is midfield? It's taken us 21 hours <laughs> to figure out what we're going to do with this podcast. And we're finally here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, good. it's good to have Vittorio back in the studio, by the way. If you're just tuning in for the first episode, we are comedians. Yes. Who yeah. had an argument off the podcast. <laughs> 10 minutes in talking about Rory Delap. I've got to start a timer. Fuck. Here we go. It's a fun. It's a fun one. It's a fun one today. Uh, we do have a theme. We'll get into it later. Into but it. we talking about how fast Rory Delap throws the ball. <laughs> very hard. Um, so, so that's a bit. Yeah. Do you reckon Rory Delap is like you were saying? Do you reckon he's got? I was. Do you, you, do you ever meet someone who had ten minutes of fame in comedy? Mm. Like they they had they had like a couple live at the Apollos. A few tours back when Live at the Apollo was the shit, which is an amazing career when you think about it. A great, yeah. a great career, and then they're like, it yeah, but back off. in the day, I was, I like, I was the guy. Yeah, and yeah, but it, and okay, so let's say, gig and they're not the guy. Let's say Roy, like, his throw-ins help keep Stoke City up. They didn't get relegated, right? Yeah, and if you do a couple tours and you know, and you've been able to buy a house, you know, you got a family, mm. then 
if you're not still popping now, it don't matter. You've done you've done a job. Yeah, you do, you felt you've your value has been uh, achieved. But that's this industry thing that's quite interesting. Where you, if you go through like the industry way of like doing TV and doing this and that, mm-hmm. you can come out the other side, and you kind of just go through the system. And it's great for a couple of years. You're on all the shows, yeah. and then you do a couple of tours, and then when you stop getting those spots, you realized you've got nothing. Like yeah. it is just smoke. Yeah. And then you're like, oh fuck, I should have built something more sustainable and that's like a that, fan base or yeah where it's where you control it whereas yeah. if you're just relying on being on tv to do stuff then there's always a day when they can just go you're done yeah 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 because oh. it's like it's a roller coaster you know the tv is up and down you're going to be popular one moment and then you might not be popular for 10 years again and then you might be ironically popular again you know you can't you can't pay bills Elliot's on that. just waiting for it to go back if i peaked then fucking judged, i'm getting a job in tesco like i don't <laughs> no disrespect to anyone who works in tesco but you know what i mean the most frustrating part of the yeah, pandemic for me. yeah yeah exactly you're stacking shelves shut up like no, yeah. you know when everyone was like they're heroes yeah. like, they're not heroes <laughs> <laughs> that's not what a hero does when, when does batman just go oh, better go better go put some bananas on aisle three instead of stopping a rape Which that's is, what the <laughs> Elliot, every time he never really did that though. Batman just beat up mentally ill people. I think people yeah. can reevaluate in Batman's Literally, legacy. As- Arkham Asylum, yeah, it was the, for mental patients. <laughs> and he was like, "Fuck these guys!" Yeah. I just love that thing where people are like, you know, he's a billionaire. He could just like buy infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay for people to, you know, you can set up a whole welfare state. He's, he's like, no, 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 I want to throw batarangs at <laughs> just schizophrenics, low to mid-level criminals. Mm. Also, like, he should be in the asylum as well because it's a man dressed as a bat beating people up. He belongs in there. Well, that's the that's the thing with Batman, isn't it? It's like, what separates him and the Joker? It's like, well... People always like to say they're the same side of the coin. I never I never really got that. Why would they be the same side of the coin? Imagine how fast Rory Delap could throw a batarang. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Rory Delap started throwing batarangs at cunts. It would be I have been... <laughs> I've been, been lethal. I've been Googling. Apparently, he was a talented javelin thrower in his youth and that was touted. <laughs> he was going to go to the Olympics. Was he? Yeah. No, man. He was touted to represent Ireland in the Olympics. And his Stokes saw that and like, we was need to Was he Irish? He was born in England, but he represented the Republic of Ireland for 11 appearances. Well, what a career. I know. I love that when they bring up like Danny Murphy for England and it's like nine caps. Yeah. You go, how many of them were against Moldova. Stop <laughs> belittling people's achievement. Nine caps for the national team. It's pretty fucking amazing. That's good, yeah. Uh, I feel, yeah, like, right. people then, I feel like one cap is better than nine caps. Yeah. Because you're like, I did it. That was what I was aiming towards. I got it. But then when you get nine, you're You've like... You've done it nine more times. Yeah, but it's also like... You're like, provably shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nine times better than the guy with one cap. Would you, would you, uh, will you ask me, would I have a cap for England? Is that yeah, yeah. Would you, would you do a Wilfred Zaha where you go, you go like get one cap for England and then you're going, and then you go, actually, I'm going to go declare for like. I would actually, I would prefer to play for, for Nigeria. Really? I think it would be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get to go away with, with the Nigerian boys and, you know, you don't get racist abuse. 
Yeah, do you reckon in the African Cup of Nations you don't get racist? I, I don't think it'd be racist. Wasn't be much mad voodoo abuse? It would be abuse. It would not be racist. The Angolan team gets shot up. There would be violence. I'm not saying there would be violence. Wasn't there a pitch invasion by the Nigerian fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked in schools in London. People fucking hate Nigerians from all over Africa. Yeah, yeah. No, in our football, our football locker room at school, yeah, was a war zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a war zone. Oh, it's bad. God, I remember I was teaching drums in a school in South London, not far from here. Actually. Where, where, whereabouts? Whereabouts? Where are you? Like Lambeth. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like pretty rough school. And oh, were you like a like a white savior type? Teacher? I was just teaching like a freedom writer type drums. What, teaching teach? drums no, in I South London. Just, Jamal, just... put down the knife. The drums. <laughs> no, but there, no, there was a couple <laughs> where I was like, I went into the head of music and I was like, oh, Abdi didn't show up for his lesson, and the teacher was like, yeah, yeah, he's been excluded. I was like, why? He's like the fucker threw a firework at someone. And I was like, what? <laughs> Did you not like, have that at your school? No, you're Irish man. You're like, that's what I thought would be. But then the other one was, I was like, oh, this other guy didn't show up, and then he was like, yeah, yeah he doesn't, he doesn't go here anymore. I was like, why? He's like a fourteen-year-old kid, and the teacher why? was like, he's pretty high up in a drugs ring. Turns out. Oh really? Like, He's one of the main guys. So and they were just like, you you do well in that. You know, we're not going to try and bring you back. <laughs> yes. You've got your career sorted. Uh, Don't worry about this. No, like when Steve Jobs dropped out of college. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be okay. <laughs> they, actually, they actually, the school tapped him up. He's paying for the new music department. <laughs> He's showing CEO, CEO qualities, just uh, 14 years old. I went to school in uh, Lambeth. I went to school called uh, Norwood School before it got all done up and stuff. Uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name. But uh, I used to have a bit when I first started comedy about this lad who turned up to class one day and uh, generally, like, we, we didn't really get on, but we sat next to each other and he would always come in. Like, I was a little middle-class fat emo kid with long hair and uh, he was in he was in Gas Gang. Um, What's Gas Gang? It was uh, Guns and Shanks. I believe it was a Tulse Hill gang. Uh, right. And basically, I had this bit about him and I'd say him by name and then I once had a sort of, uh, had a little bit of an altercation with him. So a few years ago, I started like redoing uh, the bit and made it a bit better. And I was watching a, a show about uh, South London gangs one time and on the police board was a picture of him oh and like all the people getting raided and getting taken. I was like, I'm going to drop that bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You could have yeah, just yeah, changed yeah. his name. Yeah, I was just like, ah, fuck. What was the location? Uh, it was just, it was just in, in like class. It was just like, he was a bit of a, a bit of a bully to me. Mm. Um, and then one of my mates was, uh, I, I was mates with this lad who was, uh, whose dad was a Colombian or Chilean street fighter. So my friend started sort of backing it for me. I was, I was such a pussy, man. I would just make friends with people. Right. And uh, so one of the lads, I knew this lad who he was, was a Chilean street fighter. Yeah, he's a As Chilean. Like, you fucking watch your Martha, he'll fucking Hadouken you. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna, he's gonna to kick the fuck out of a car. <laughs> that was his profession, Chilean street fighter. So apparently, so I, know, I don't know what he did over here. And then um, there was this one lad I knew. That's uh, one of those stories, you know, when a guy's like a janitor yeah, in yeah. the UK. And he's like, back in my country, I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, back in my country, I'm a street Deep fighter. fighter. <laughs> the, Pays well. The, but there was uh, this um, there's this lad, Tajani, right? Um, who was mates with. Uh, and we, do you remember RuneScape? Yeah. 
So I used to play RuneScape. If you don't know RuneScape, yeah, it was it was basically like World of Warcraft, but worse. Okay. Uh, it was clear, and I, I, me and me and my mates used to bang it out. And Tajani loved uh, TJ was his name, yeah, loved RuneScape, innit? But he was like into trapping and stuff. But he'd treat RuneScape the same way he'd treat trapping. So he would literally be like, yeah, yeah, gonna go Grand Exchange and make that pee, brother. Like, we're gonna go down there, do some mad hustling. And we're like, come, let's go fight these lesser demons, and it will shank them up and get their pee. <laughs> <laughs> You ready to talk philosophy? Of course, that was a bit of philosophy in there somewhere. Really? No. Probably. Yeah, I think so. What is philosophy? It's discussing things, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 a fair definition. What do you want to talk about this week? I know. Well, you know, we're we're talking about the philosophy of quitting, giving up. Yes. You know, because obviously Boris last week that feels like such a long time ago already, isn't it? Boris, Boris, Boris quit his job. He was forced out, really, really pushed out by the by the conservatives. He's not gone. You don't think he's gone? But he's still there. He like it. Well, he is still in the job. It's only in like, did you watch his resignation? Oh yeah, he came out there on smoke. He like, yeah, he was, first of all, he wanted to get over with quick, but he never actually apologized and he never actually said, I'm leaving, which is true. So it's not really a resignation spit, but he's kind of kind of been been forced out. He's yeah. One, but yeah, oh, it was green. I was, yeah, I was yeah, saying like, that oh, yeah, happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just wanted to get into the philosophy of knowing when to quit and whether quitting is always a bad thing. You know, now obviously this boy's situation, I think that's a good thing he's quit. I kind of in some ways, the same way with Trump, it came out a couple of weeks ago, you see on July 6th, mm-hmm. when they all invaded the Capitol, there was things that came out that Trump- J- January, won- 6th. January, January 6th. Oh, sorry, January 6th. It was Elliot acting like he didn't know the date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> As if he wasn't the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, July? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just there dressed as Pepe de France <laughs> <laughs> with a big Q on my back. Um, I watched a sick documentary about that. It's a sick documentary on Netflix about it. Um, but yeah, Trump wanted to go down there and go- and like egg everyone on. I heard that like he was like trying to get control of the the wheel of the car. Like, no, we yeah, yeah, and smoke. Yeah, yeah, and the Secret Service literally had to be like, uh, Mr. President, you were in sight. What <laughs> <laughs> a massacre! We'll turn it into a massacre. You can't back the beef, Mr. President. And then, and then, in yeah. the Constitution. <laughs> and then, you know, but and then in some ways, I'm like, I'm kind of gonna miss that. Like the same way with Boris. Really, I'm gonna miss the just complete. Lack of disregard, because this is the thing. Like my thing with Boris is, yeah, he's quitting, but it's not. It's not like the political system is going to change. No, it's the same way you see in America. Oh, Joe Biden's gone in. He doesn't know what day of the week it is, and now for some reason you can't get an abortion. So the political system doesn't change. So it's like at least there was an entertainment factor, Mm. and I know he was messing the country up. I know he was not the person to have in charge for any of these things, but none of these people are because the entire way the system is set up. Yeah, you say that, but certain things can be better. Like like I was saying, like if it's laboring, it's probably not gonna be sending refugees to Rwanda. But they said that about the Democrats. They said they would stop keeping the uh immigrants in cages and that just if anything increased, I think, when Biden got in. So I some good's happened. 
<laughs> so some good's happened on the bad. I think, I think when you actually look at I it, love the left argument of like, actually, I want my immigrants to be free range. <laughs> <laughs> Let them roam. Please stop battery uh, farming uh, my immigrants. I've got to get those battery, yeah. <laughs> battery migrants to do my garden. Yeah, that's literally, I let them walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but when, when you know, he didn't quit in a way that was... But it's interesting for me because it's more like... Because the job is not enjoyable. Like, but it seems like, awful. It seems like an awful job to have and just like you're always on your back and you don't even want to do the job right. But it's just power itself that just like he feels the need to cling on to it and powerful people in general. And I'm just like, why not just quit? Why not just like what? go live, enjoy your money? Would Would you want to be? Because I don't really have any desire to be in that position of power. Of power. Yeah, no, like being wanna, prime minister. No. You want to be powerful in comedy, right? No, no. He I just want my own space. You want your yeah. own shit. I mean, I'm exactly the same as you. I uh, I want to be. Don't able... put us in the same. Bo- no. I'm only joking. Exactly the same. <laughs> Did you see the level of anger? <laughs> Batman and the Joker. Joker. People can go nepotism, all of this stuff, fine. The minute he's like, don't put us in the same. I took real, real offense. Two sides of the same coin, right? That's why, that's why I call you. Like, I'm always like, yeah. People can get offended at shit. Look at me getting offended. Yeah, there, like a so little cool. cuck. Um, <laughs> but I'm with being offended. I never yeah, thought. no, for sure, for sure. But the the uh, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, I want a thing to do. My I want a space of I could come on. Do a joke on this podcast. Do a joke wherever, and it just the, the people who listen to it listen to it. Come to the show, and that, that's that's like a nice. What, amount but of having an audience where you could be like, "I'm going here. Come here." That's power. Yeah, it's not. It's, I guess I guess it's power, but it's not the same kind of power. There's a difference between. I would, but it's almost an act of like you're giving them something. It's not like come here and fucking march on this or whatever. It's right. Like, just come hang out and I'll say some funny stuff. Like it's it's it doesn't feel like a powerful position as long as you're not doing that kind of comedy where you're trying to tell people how to think. Yeah, but you never like let's say I don't know some protest was going on. You were coming and you wanted to tweet to your followers, come down to this. Well, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Let my let my I'll think what my audience want me to think for money. <laughs> Mad. That's gonna oh. be very array for you. I think. Yeah, that could go bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got three <laughs> more years of trying, then I'm starting a right wing podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then I'm, I'm gonna be sat here. It's just gonna be me on my own. There's gonna be a British flag up behind me, and I'm gonna be saying things like, "The British Empire wasn't even involved in slavery." Yeah. <laughs> if you read a history book written by someone like me. <laughs> Doing a solo podcast, man. I always get nervous about Vittorio doing a solo podcast, man. You just—it's just you in the room behind a paywall, man. Behind a paywall. Yeah, <laughs> I, do you not have a producer? It's just you in the room by just yourself. Me in the room. By oh, that's scary, man. It's—it helps with um that I write a lot of material by just like riffing on stuff, and oh, I think yeah. it's made me better at um crowd work. Uh, I wanna—I wanna try to do one one day, but I'm too scared to. Mike said, Mike said uh, for the first five ten today because you were late. You were like, you could start without me, and I was like, you don't want to. You just come in and things are on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know what happened. (laughs) Just tell people about your day or something. But you'd come in and immediately talking about Hitler and shit. That's where I I don't know what it is with Mike because I I sometimes get worried that I'm a bit edge lordy or something. I do think. 
oh, do I come across as an edgelord or something like that? But that, that's part of my overthinking and my anxiety. But I have the same worry about uh, my yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, don't put yourself in the same bracket as me. <laughs> um, but that's just your personalities. You put, you like a little darker sense of humour. Well, well, I've also had, I had like a kind of fucked up childhood, so I find things funny that are dark. That's why, like, I'll go, like, and do, like, a joke. Yeah. You had a fucked up childhood? Yeah. Do you want a Comedy Central appearance? Huh? So <laughs> a Comedy Central set or... Michael, you don't know what it's like when you want to hear your dad's voice. You have to turn on Radio 4. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Are you going to raise me? No, I'm off to Milton Keynes. Bye. <laughs> it's not that far away. Have, have, yeah, you should have picked somewhere uh, so much first. <laughs> have fun with your, with, your, with your BPD mother, kid. Enjoy. Look <laughs> <laughs> what well, you've into. Fine young man Dad, mum's mom's not cooking dinner again. She's just upstairs staring out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do anything about this? Uh, yeah, I'm going to shack up with a northern lady and uh, just spend Christmases up there. Have fun, son. <laughs> this will all make good material one day. And it has. It has. At least in the store now. Well. Your dad saw the vision. I'd have to walk past a fucking picture of him on my way in there. That's where he was during my childhood. Was... My dad quit on... Speaking of quitting, my dad quit on parenting five minutes into his... <laughs> Literally he did a tight five of Left before the light even came on. He came back for the callback when your career picked up a bit. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then we got asked to do the roast battles, and suddenly my dad was interested in parenting again. Your dad <laughs> He's applying to text with an ex. So yeah, like <laughs> your dad emceed your childhood. Uh. He went on at the start and was like, "Welcome to the stage, your mom. See you later." <laughs> Do you mind closing so I can get home early? I <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great when I fucking love him. The bitch is hilarious. There are things in my childhood I look back on. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't. Oh, but yeah. that's, but I think that's you know also that generation they were just raised by people who like. Listen, they did better than their parents. We'll do better than our parents. That's how it goes. Yeah, or, yeah. Or at least do like level. Don't make things worse. What, what, what's level. your what's, what's your level of parenting? I'll just be like maybe a bit aloof, kind of, <laughs> kind of around. <laughs> I'll be a bit. I'll be around. A text every like birthday, but it's like three days after. <laughs> Happy birthday! When was it? Oh, I'll get it right next year. Birthday month. Uh... Like, oh, I see. This is why Christmas is easier. It's just everyone knows yeah. the date. You know the dates. Um, yeah, but I, are you are you are you a quitter? Me, yeah. absolutely. I, I was thinking about this yesterday. I but because I, I want to bring up a thing. Uh, uh, I have written down. Uh, uh, there's a quote that I like, but I've never lived my life to it. Okay. By Dave Coggins. Dave Goggins, who is the most. He's insane. He's insane. Oh, that's Goggins. that mixed race bald guy who runs. Yeah, he was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> that's summed up. The, the, the mixed race up. bald guy who runs. Yeah. There we go. That's that's who. <laughs> Who the Navy SEAL who has dedicated his life? So many people. (laughs) (laughs) That's like half the Olympics. (laughs) 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 So many footballers. Mixed race bald guy who runs. I just described Mbappe. No, that could be Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> it, could be, it could be anyone. <laughs> the guy was drunk in the park in Boxer. <laughs> and they said something he likes. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, so Dave Goggins was a, a Navy SEAL. I've I've got a weird sort of fascination with special forces mm -hmm. uh, that I got when I was younger. Um, and uh, I'm very much into uh, Dave Goggins. I find it, I'm, I'm not into him that I live my life by him or anything, but he said something that I really liked one time that most people quit at 40%, which I think is a really interesting <coughs> thing to say. So I had a version of this in the, in the gym yesterday. Like I've, I've been changing my kind of workouts. Um, thank you to uh, Richard, actually, who listens to the podcast, who sent me a load of stuff um, and has uh, ch ch sort of changed my, slight change to my methods of what I do in the gym. And uh, so I, I went to do my final set. I had to do seven times 100 kg deadlifts. And uh, I, did, I, I didn't have my headphones and I did one and I went, fuck this. And I just stopped. Oh. I just went like, I ain't, I'm, I've, I'd already done 10, nine, eight on like other weights. And I went to do my seven of 100 and I just went, Nah, I haven't got. I can't be bothered. And I thought I could do this if I wanted, but I just, I just don't want to. So I'm not gonna do it. And that's where David Goggins kicked in, and that's when you. That's what I thought about David Goggins, and I thought, fuck him, innit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, this was a story him. about how yeah. you persevered. No, I've, I've persevered in gym and training and stuff before, but then also sometimes like, I'm not a psychopath in the Navy SEAL who shot people. Yeah. So. I'm a comedian who goes and does gigs. Also, we only know what he's doing when the camera's on and his shirt's off. We don't know what he does in other times. But also, like life, there's a PT I really like, James Smith, um, who's really good. So I'm chewing ice because my strep throat might be coming back. Take over my ice cream in my brain freeze. Sorry. I had a moment in the so. gym a few years ago where, because <clears throat> I played a lot of sport when I was a kid, I. I pretty well know where my like physical limitations mm. are. Like if I'm training and I go, right, I'm getting close to the edge here, mm. so I'm gonna I need a break. And I went to this circuit class at the gym and I think the problem is it wasn't like a very it wasn't very like intense gym. It was probably like a pretty chilled out, yeah. like and there was all sorts of different people in the class, like and uh the they were saying like, like right, keep going, keep going and I like in the middle of this set it was just like curls with a barbell and I just like put the thing down. And the guy was like, no, keep going. I was like, no, I am at the edge here. This yeah. is, mm -hmm. But the problem is I understand why they like kept pushing me because most people will stop way before the edge. Yeah. Whereas I like, no. And he was like, no, pick it up. And I picked it up, did one more curl, put it down, kicked open the fire exit and threw it up straight away. <gasps> right. I, so I was like, no, I know exactly where yeah. my edge is. Yeah. Really? See, I don't know. I don't know. Like in terms of I stop when I feel pain. So I consider that to be my edge. Or uh, uh, is that comedy or the gym? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm talking about uh, the gym. So physically, um, I don't understand like of always pushing through. I don't. Always, I'm not very good at knowing what that always means. You, you, I find it's a, like it's a slow process with it. Um, I've had it with kickboxing and jujitsu and stuff before, where like, ah, oh, there's four more rounds left and I'm done. I, I remember one time I was having. But are you done? Um, there's been a couple times I have been. There was this time I was sparring this, this Polish lad from another gym. Oh, I think he was Bulgarian, came down from another gym. And he was like a heavyweight, but he was shorter than me. And he threw these uh, insane head kicks. Like everything was just, he, he was just so um, flexible that he would just lift and throw these head kicks mm -hmm. as his defense. So I remember I broke through and managed to get him with something. And it took all my might, all my energy. 
And then the round ended and I went to sit down and my coach was like, this This was at the gym that me and Dom were talking about on this podcast before. And uh, my, the coach was like, Ab absolutely not. Like you stand up and get back. And so for four rounds, I just had to go have this shit kicked out of me essentially. And I do look back on it and I go, yeah, that didn't do me any good. Mm. I, and also the other thing is sometimes I'd have that with training or in the gym or something. I go, I am not here to be a professional fighter. Mm. I'm not a professional <clears throat> fighter. And that's why I quite enjoy the gym I'm at now where it's like, if I if you want to be a professional fighter, absolutely great. But if you want to have some fun, then sit out around. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. I'm you know in terms of quitting, it's not always a bad thing. It's a, it's a it's a personal thing in terms of knowing when your limit is, knowing how much you're willing to take. So someone someone like entertainment industry, someone might go to Hollywood and be like, I'm gonna be an actor and I'm gonna push through and I'm gonna make it no matter how bad it goes. And then some people might be like, you know what? I'm going to give myself till 35. And if I don't get an audition, a fucking job or some sort of sign, I should be being here. I'm going to just go back to an ordinary job. And some people might call that quitting. But is that quitting? Oh, that's realistic. It, it, I, yeah. I remember this, this comedian <clears throat> I know, yeah, still does it. I I won't say his name because that's cruel. But um, uh, this guy was like trying to be a comedian and an actor. And uh, I had like a car share with him and just everything about it. This guy had two kids. Yeah. He was going through a divorce because he just kept pursuing comedy. Yeah. And the whole time, I, I just thought, I, and I watched him and he was awful. And the whole time I just thought, uh, I, and he posts so much self-motivation stuff on Facebook and all of this kind of stuff. And he does these videos and I, I was just like, Bro, you're you like got, you're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it. Well, you, you might. You, do you know what I mean? Because he could. He was, he was a, a good. Chance. He was a good actor. I actually watched his show real one time. I was like, this guy's a good actor. The problem is, you're a forty-five-year-old guy. He was an attractive yeah. dude and stuff, but you're a forty-five. I know there's ageism in the industry, and it's there for a reason. Like yeah. people go, people go. We, if we're gonna get a forty-five-year-old, we want a forty-five-year-old who's been doing this twenty years. Yeah, do, do you know, and that that unfortunately happens, but. I don't want to shit on anyone who's chasing a dream or anything, but the whole time he was telling me about his family situation and stuff, I was like, man, this is cruel on your family. It's rough, man. This is really cruel on your family. Just go get a nice... Because we're very lucky in the fact that we don't, we're not entering this, because this phase of your career is a lot of, like, sacrifice, mm. but we don't have anyone, like, depending on us to be there in other capacities. Like, we can just kind of fuck around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. on a Monday. And we don't have people, like, kid, like mouths to feed. Yeah. Literally, like... But then but then with that becomes the... Uh, as far as Corey is, like... Uh, and we'll all say this, you know... Yeah, we're everyone in here is doing well. Everyone in here is going to do amazingly. So, And we kind of got that know about us. Not, yeah, all three of us. It's not no, I think we will. I think we did sort of thing on that next year. I also was talking to, like, Sean Walsh about this the other night, about going, like... He was like... What you guys don't realize you're you're on the cusp of this thing with the podcasting and the industry mm -hmm. changing, and you're at a young enough age where it's it's cool. Yeah. Um. But then, I uh, I mean, we'll eventually quit before that does. Oh, yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah. make that very clear. Biotech philosophers will. It's got a lifespan. Yeah. This is this is gonna. But then the ending is not a bad thing. But carry on what you're saying. <laughs> but that, uh, <laughs> and that's when it will come. My solo right wing. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's slightly browner shirts every week. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Elliot's gonna pull down your statue. That will still be there because he won't know how to edit me out. <laughs> also, he's very against pulling down statues. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> um. 
Well, but sorry, what was I saying? But yeah, but then there's also the sacrifice within doing anything at a young age. Or let's not just talk about comedy. I know lads who go into football, yeah. and it's just they don't get to go out on the weekend as teenagers and drink and smoke and try and you know chat up girls. They have to go to bed and be up at training, and most of the you think this job's hard. So um, cutthroat. The world of football is like get the fuck out. Like. Yeah, but yeah, it, okay, so. I'll get back to the football thing, but say say this guy, 40 years old, yeah. kids probably like not spending time with him. What message would it send if he quit now, though? Um, Do they need to see him try and win? It, maybe that's his mindset. No, but, they need food. Man. Yeah, they, they need, need that. Yeah, they need their dad. <laughs> like, they need to, but let's say they don't get that. At he, least they can see their dad almost winning. I, I uh, ironically, he's raising people who are going to be fantastic in the performing arts field. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. their fucking parent hasn't been around. <laughs> like you, you, you know, he's yeah. your duty. This is the thing. If you have a kid, we talked about this with John Hazen last week. It's your responsibility to raise a human being now, not to go. I want to be in Hollywood. I, and I think the thing that it probably comes from, from what I understood talking to him about is, he's like, I want to make loads of money so my kids could do that and it's amazing and it would be great. And it's like, you don't need that. You just take them to the park. Mm. Take it, you, you know, stop. I, and I get it, you know, because you hear a story of someone like Romesh, mm. who when he started comedy, you know, took a big risk, quit his job and is now one of the UK's biggest, best comedians. So for sure. But for every one Romesh, there's a thousand of this guy. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. But <clears> then <throat> you've got to believe that you. we all believe in this room that we're going to make it. Well, well, we're arguing, or we are in making a way, it already. We're, we're, yeah, for a reason that like fucking Vittorio can go to places and sell out shows off the back of social media. Like yeah. he's the, you're, you could do that. You've got an Amazon special. I've got a dad. (laughs) 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 We're all doing well in our own way. We've had, you get those odd signs and and, um, I remember Joe Rogan talking about it, he referred to them as lighthouse people, where people who are further down the road than you Mm -hmm. just give you a little wave and a nod and go, yeah man, you're doing the right thing. And it is people like Sean Walsh and people like, like Adam Rowe and all these people who've gone, yeah, man, like keep coming. And you've had that for, for a lot. You've always been hanging out with much older people and much more established people than you. And like, it's so heartening to have someone go, yeah, man, keep keep coming. And I, I think if you didn't have that, Dude, like... I think, yeah, Bill Burr said something like that. Like Chappelle saw him back when Bill Burr was really working out his persona mm. the way it is now. And he just told him, man, you just going to take you longer, but keep doing what you're doing. And Bill Burr said that that kept him, that gave him fuel for the next seven years. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I, I've, not to the same extent of that recently, but I, with, with someone who I really respect in comedy, when I'm, when I'm my, my agent, who's seen everyone, and he came to see me do a, do a set and was just like, look, what you're doing, where you're trying to go, it's a harder route, but you're going to do it. But yeah. you've just got to understand that it's, it's a harder route and you need to know that like going for that and i think we all kind of have a thing like that in here where you go you know i no disrespect to people that i don't i'd I'd do it for the bag or something but being on certain things doesn't excite me because my whole thing is like i do i have fucking 
done a joke about Ray Bradbury. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like those or my type of humor might not fit on that thing. So I know I'd be on there trying to be condescending about the thing, but the audience there are actually excited to see it. Mm. So I'd be the wrong fucking booking for it. Yeah. And and you've just got to sometimes go, that that's fine. That doesn't mean I should pack in and quit comedy. It just mm. means you have to find a different... And I know, I know we're keeping this comedy related. No, 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 no. It makes sense within the context. Um, but the, also at the same time, it's like, I think there's a thing of hustle culture that exists, which is the biggest problem our generation faces is yeah, hustle culture. Sorry, do you want to jump in on that? No, because I was going to get you, you to Google this because apparently it's been happening in the past few, the great resignation. I literally have a, you have, <laughs> I have an article. Look at me, one the same wavelength. What? Right. So after COVID, everyone's been quitting their shitty jobs because they're like, Fuck this! This job is not providing me happiness. Like working at Tesco. Is this the it's article? Not even, it's not even Tesco. It'll be, it could be. Like, what's that? Sorry. Is this the article that mentions Sisyphus? I did not see. I did not read that. <laughs> Are you <laughs> on an STI website? <laughs> 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 so the myth of Sisyphus. It's a Greek myth where it's basically a guy who tried to cheat death, uh, and then he was cursed to have to push a boulder up a hill for eternity. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and is that a myth? No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But it was basically like loads of people during the pandemic quit their jobs. And I think it's because they were confronted with the kind of the the reality and the truth of what their existence was when they were put on furlough. They went, wait, I just go in every day and do the same fucking thing mm. and nothing changes. Mm. What am I doing? Yeah. I could die right now. Yeah. And I'd be well, an email two days later. Hey, there's a new job available. Yeah. And and people were, were you know, they were baking in the you pandemic. You have that on this podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put out an email? You would set up a new. St- I would just set up. I would literally go to one of the patrons. <laughs> Do you fancy jumping on the bike? But listen, I'm making my philosophical point. Yeah. Okay, people were baking in the pandemic. They were picking up skills. They were reminding themselves, "Oh, life is about this shit. Mm. It's not pushing up a boulder up yeah. a hill for no." What What the hell is a fucking recruitment analyst? Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, do you know what, man? I had a little panic yesterday where I thought I could go learn how to be a teacher. Oh, no, and I no could, you couldn't. I could. I could go learn how to be a teacher what and just teach? move to South. I was just thinking, I went, I'd, I'd do okay in comedy, but I mean, like, in terms of making some, some real money, like, go teach in Saudi Arabia where they don't tax you. Yeah. Go out there for a few years, come back. And buy a property. Yeah. Like I could, I could do that before I'm. I, I could do that probably by the time I'm 32. Hold on, are your earnings not taxed when you then come back into this? No, country? because you didn't earn the money in this country. Yeah, but in America, yeah. that's how it works. No, but a lot of people do it. You go to Dubai, teach for a few years, you make bag, but, and then you come back and buy a house. Dude, they they will pay for your apartment, like in some cases. Yeah, they, they, it's crazy. They, yeah, like the brightest and the best. No, nah, I know not. some people have done it. <laughs> they literally, they literally like, can you? Because we need it, people who can teach in English. Like the same thing, they have it in China. I won't, I won't go do it for China because you, you are literally. They, they're going to be like, which we'll get into this another week. Well, you're teaching the people that have been in the concentration. It'd be really funny to have some like Saudi kids coming over to England being like, yes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Rory Delap. Yeah. <laughs> Get uh, Brexit done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I you know I had that one. But then I went to myself. I would hate every second of it. I, I I don't think I'd enjoy it. And also, I think you can get caught up in this thing of like you know I, I want to make a bit of money and things like that. But at the same time, I know money like whenever I've had it doesn't 
money affords freedom, not happiness. And happiness can come from, for me, there's a sense of freedom, but I'm pretty free at the moment. Mm. Like we're recording this in an afternoon. I'm sat around with my mates talking shit. The only problem is, is because I've been brought up in a Western culture and everything on Instagram, I believe that I need to be sat here in a Gucci tracksuit for it to be considered successful. But you're you're not broke. You're free and you're you're doing okay. You can buy fucking iced decaf latte, oat milk, I mean? oat milk latte, yeah. whatever. But you know the thing is, like, if you're free and aimless, like I don't know what I'm gonna do today. I don't know how I'm gonna fill my time. That's a bad kind of freedom to have. Freedom with purpose. Yes. Of like, or at least some sort of something to look forward to. That's good. If you're just staring at the walls, like mm. it's that's not a good type of freedom. You need a purpose. Because this article says that kind of argues because <clears throat> that thought of the pushing the boulder up the hill. This article would say that actually, you just got to find the right version of pushing the boulder up the hill. Because yes. all we're ever doing is striving to mm. be better and striving yeah. for something. And there's no way, there's never an end point. There's no, there's no end point to stand up comedy or podcasting. Mm. It's just like you have more subscribers, or you have more ticket sales, mm. or you think you're better at stand up yeah. comedy. It's funnier, more laughs. But there's no like, I'm done. I've completely. Jerry Seinfeld's done. still hitting the clubs, working out material. Yeah. You know I mean? So it's like you just gotta find your boulder and then just keep striving for something. But that's, that's it because you know, sorry, the, the the people quitting, they're quitting for a purpose. They're quitting because the pay is shit. They treat me shit. I feel like there's a higher passion I could be working for. If they were just quitting and then it's like, fuck, what do I do now? Maybe there is an extent of that, but there's an intention to find something better. If you're just quitting just to quit, then that's bad. These people are quitting almost because they're having a realization. How, how do you mean? Why is quitting to quit bad? Quitting and then it's like having no sense of what you want to do now or why you quit or what's the purpose of it. I think it's not necessarily good. Quitting and having an intention. I'm going to use this time to really rest and then come back again. Mm. I'm going to use this time. Or even to just to actively figure out where you want to orient yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people would say, like, it doesn't matter what direction you're going in. Like, just be taking forward steps. And if you realize it's a step in a direction you didn't want to go, well, then that just rules out a direction. And that's good. That's yeah, useful. Yeah, that's and then you just step in another direction. And it's like, oh, I didn't really like that one, but it's closer to what I wanted to do. And then you just gradually figure out what direction you want to be heading in. Exactly. And because from the outside looking in, so I might see you quitting like, what are you doing, man? You're a fucking loser. Like you were in a high paying job, but it has to, it's depending on you and your personal boulder of, of what, what you're pushing and where you want it to go. There was this guy, I forget his name. He was doing a set at Vauxhall the other night. He was, he was very nice. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry that I forgot his name because he might be listening, but he's a, he's a professional poker player. Uh, Henry Fuster. Yeah, and uh, he's I, new. Yeah, he's funny man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, always think it's tough to be doing stand-up comedy when you're making poker money. But when he's making, but like it was, I was really interested talking to him. I'd be cool to get him on one day, actually, like because it was interesting to talk to someone who was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." I really just always wanted to know if I could do it. Mm. And so I, when I saw like that in him, I was trying to give him that advice of like, you know, it, and it feels weird because I'm 25, so I don't want to be like going to someone who's a bit older than me or yeah. something like rude, but like nine years. Yeah, it's experience rather than wisdom. Yeah. It, it would just be like, you've got to keep going in comedy. And I know that sounds weird because of what I was saying about this guy earlier, but when it's just like, look, and I remember saying it to you at one point when you were having things where like, you, because you jumped to stage. Mm. You, I, I always describe it with you. You're like a in jiu-jitsu terms, you're like a, a blue belt who suddenly started doing purple belt shit. 
but they've not given you your per- they, yeah. they've also not given you some of the blue belt attributes yet they've not given you some of the, the respect you deserve for it so i remember going to you one time like you've just got a fucking sometimes you just have to suck dick in this industry yeah like, man you know, it's it, rough when you're going on and, and you'll both experience this when you're going on in the middle doing 10 minutes and you look at the people doing 20 you're like yeah come on man. Yeah, yeah but also never second guess the way clubs think yeah and i i remember i did i did nine trial spots at a comedy store mm-hmm. one time i got taken in the back told i need to be more like tom lucy and then i just went and sat in leicester square and cried because i built the gig up too much in my head yeah because it used to be if you get the comedy store you basically get every other gig yeah and i wasn't on it every other gig so it was like if i get this i'll be on these other places yeah, and I'll get, yeah. and I was friends with Jamali who loves to bring up that he got passed on his first five. I was friends with people like Kyle Humphreys, Daniel Sosa, who were all established comedians yeah. who would all rip the shit out of me for not being on places. And like, it was just like, Did if any I friend g- give you support? They did in a way that, they did in a way, they gave comment, they, if I was to speak to any of them personally, yes, but as a group, I also think in a way, like ripping the piss out of somebody and like t- like joking about it, it's it's almost a, a method of like taking the weight off it to be like, ah, you didn't make this work. Because what Elliot was doing was just putting so much weight on it. Like, this is the most important thing. And when someone makes fun of you for it, it's almost like, oh, well, it's not the most important thing because they're making fun of me. So it can't be that bad. Yeah, I'd also say in that group now, I'm one of the better comedians than the rest of them. So fuck them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like I'm the fucking monster that they made. <laughs> <laughs> Shit moves fast, man. Yeah, Shit that's, moves fast, that's, man. That's, but that's the thing as well. Like, so, uh, you know, uh, but that, that kind of, you know, and that sort of, uh, I guess... No, here's the thing that I've always struggled with, and it's, it's like kind of admitting where you want to go and what you want to do. And mm-hmm. like we, especially in British society, we see confidence as a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, sorry, what I was going to bring up was that thing of like hustle culture. Whenever you go on TikTok or something, and you see an Andrew Tate video or something, who's basically just got a pyramid scheme and getting fourteen-year-olds involved in making TikToks for him to come famous, uh, and uh, all of this stuff that's going on and this hustle culture, I think that's really detrimental because it's actually really important to have a break every now and then. It's actually really important to, if you don't want to go to the gym, sometimes it's okay to not go to the gym. Let your body rest. You're falling out of love with it. If it's not fun, stop doing something every now and then. Yeah, man. I went away for this weekend. Like, my girlfriend took me um, off to Folkestone in Kent. It was lovely. But it's so funny, people's reaction. They were like, oh, are you gigging this weekend? I was like, oh, no, I'm going on a little holiday. And everyone was like, what? Really? You don't. You're fucking hell, like, and people going, you're not going to, you're not a football this week, are you away somewhere? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, gigging? I'm like, no, just chilling, and people are like, whoa, and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I am working too much, and I'm definitely, like, a workaholic and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, like, I feel bad when I'm not gigging on Friday. Nobody's Saturday. surprised when I'm not gigging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Mike, you gigging this weekend? Yeah. What? <laughs> I, I was saying Mike turns shit down. That it's like that's exactly what you're meant to be doing. <laughs> Mike, Mike waves stuff away like that, and it's like, no, I, bro, you're you're meant to be opening in Gravesend. What do you want about? I, need, I needed to swap with Mike. <laughs> I was closing, he was opening on Saturday. I needed to swap because I got to double up and go to Cambridge, and. <laughs> I was like, man, can we swap? It's the same money, same length set. You just be opening and no, you just be closing instead of opening. And <laughs> Mike was like, I don't know if I want to open a bottomless brunch or I don't want to close a bottomless brunch. Show. I was like, Mike, do you have somewhere to be? He was like, no. I was like, 
<laughs> Bro, just help me out for fuck's sake. He's fucking arrogant. Your attitude. <laughs> I didn't lie I to you. Like, I was like, Mike, do you want to headline this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't lie to you, did I? I was no. like, I could have been like, no, I've got to go off somewhere. I was like, no, I just you know, somebody do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that I get about there you. early, I leave early. You know what I mean? I love that about you. We've got, um, I'm emceeing a bottomless brunch gig we're doing together in August. Mm. Bottomless brunch and comedy, man. What a comedy! It can work I don't, sometimes. I don't know if it's bottomless brunch actually. It's the bottomless booze here at. Uh, oh, bottomless booze! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those shows can be brilliant. Sometimes they are a bit much, and if you get just the right, the wrong group of white ladies in the room, then it's fucking chaos. Oh, I'm mm. MCing, so it's going to be a fucking disaster. It's oh yeah, be, yeah, yeah, that's uh, nice. Oh yeah, you're going to really, yeah. You're going to hurt some up. feelings. I've got, a, I've got an MC uh, the annual Stephen Grant once a year does a gig with me and my dad at the Brighton Open Air Theatre. Let, let me say this now, yeah. I do I do my dad's podcast. I do my dad's podcast weekly, yeah. There is nothing worse than some of my dad's fans. Really? <laughs> oh, these are old Jeremy Corbyn socialist fucking lunatics. I did not appreciate what Elliot was saying on the podcast. This <laughs> well, turn it off. Skip through my bit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I don't get like what is it? Does your dad know Corbyn? Yeah, he knew him well. Knows him well. Really? I can, I can give you some inside shit. I mean... What do you want to know? I don't, I don't know what I want to know. He's not really been relevant for a while. I didn't think Corbin was friends with, you know... <laughs> <laughs> those kind of guys. You've met Corbin? Uh, I met him once just in Islington, but not through, like, my dad. But my uh, my dad knows him very well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, wrote wrote a speech for him well. Oh, really? Yeah. That started with the blonde hair and the blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, oh no, his son. Isn't it? His son follows me on Twitter and stuff, and has like been nice about some of my stuff. And then I, so I can't cunt him off because like, you know. Oh yeah. Man. Have you ever had that thing in uh, uh, like? All right, I, I, I and I cannot clip this bit. Mm-hmm. I know out with Chris D'Elia. Right. And like, totally sound. Really nice guy. I, mean, I didn't know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I, yeah. Uh, but like, yes, I she did. I didn't. I, I knew. I knew about the uh, the the cheating and stuff. I didn't know about like the, yeah, the, yeah. the the age or anything like that. Ended up out with him. Okay. Man, him. I was out with him and his wife. Fucking super sound people. Yeah. And then like people like told me about, it and I was like. But he followed me on Instagram. I can't. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Like, you, know. you post it. You posted it like pics of you guys. No, 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 no. I, 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 I wasn't like trying to sh- smoothly. He just came to the store. He was really nice. And yeah. we went for a drink after. He wasn't drinking his wife, but his wife. And like, there was a group of people. And he was like, "Well, it's the it's realizing that people who do terrible things are very nice to those around them." Do you ever see like videos like Hitler playing with his kids or mm. like hanging? And he's like, "Nice." Don't compare me to no, no, but no, not you. I'm saying the the to one of Hitler's kids. Yeah, they, didn't, they didn't do anything wrong. Hitler's dog. Hitler's yeah. dog. But that's the thing. It's like like everyone's capable of good and bad, and and to kind of dissociate and be like, "Well, he's a monster, so there can't be any redeeming." Yeah. Bad what? people have redeeming characteristics. Like that's why it's wrong to call them bad people. Yeah, they're, they're not holistically they bad. Are, they are people who uh, make mistakes. And he he quit repeatedly doing that. 
As to tie it all up. As far as we... <laughs> what, oh, you brought it back? Yeah, that's me. That's me. He's pushing a different boulder. Nice. A boulder that of was... age. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that was a fun one this week, man. How, how long we, is that an hour? That's pretty much an hour. Oh, fucking... Jump on the Patreon. I, mean, I hopefully... did think what, what would be a good discussion, and it might have to go on the Patreon because we are out of time on the public, of the a very... Um, Notable uh, quitting was like Dave Chappelle with the Chappelle show. Yeah, Might be yeah. For the next one, but. Um, we're gonna as well just to announce. We discussed this the other day. I'm really looking forward to this. We're actually gonna the next few episodes. We're putting quite a bit of effort into. I've got a load of reading material. I love the way you say that. Like it's different <laughs> to normal. No, we do. I, I fucking watched a couple of David Goggins videos this week. <laughs> Don't announce that that we're putting effort into. No, but, but, but like, I'm actually reading. I'm reading the rise and fall of the Third Reich. For this podcast. For yeah, this podcast. for this podcast. Okay. Okay. Hey, Jack Corbin handed it to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to do the next few weeks. We're going to be doing, like, the philosophy of certain, like, our bits of the political spectrum. So we're going to be doing communism, capitalism, and fascism. You've got to make sense of it all. Yeah, and we're going we're, we're gonna to be coming at it in, like, a way of not trying to just shit on it. Being like this, like understand why people go towards these yeah. things, and then see which one we agree with. No, I, well, I'm gonna. We'll, we'll workshop it. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, a lot of money uh, on us ending up as fascists. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these guys have a point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be happening over the next uh, few weeks, and also the Patreon episodes are now completely separate episodes. They'll be an hour long. Uh, going to answer your questions. Answer your questions uh, and things like that. And we'll, we'll be doing a lot more. And, you know, the Patreon episodes, they're a, they're a lot more in a, in a fun way. They're a lot more. Sign up to the Patreon and just see what they are. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Um, but this has been B-Tech Philosophers. Vittorio, what have you got to plug? you got Edinburgh coming up, man. Edinburgh, come to my Edinburgh show. Five past two every day. Tickets on the Monkey Barrel Comedy website. Yeah, it'll be class. What, what you got going on, bro? Just got some shows. What gigs you? What gigs you putting? Yeah. <laughs> what gigs you dropping out of this week? What places are people gonna turn up and find that Mike's not there? He's an enigma. Uh, giving me a reputation that I've completely earned. <laughs> Yo, can you just let me know? Can me and or Elliot just cover your gigs? Just let us know in advance, and we can send a text immediately after your text. Oh, I heard you need somebody in five minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just put out a 20 minute like, like I wouldn't even call it a mini special just a, a set I did because uh, I want to write some new stuff and I'm like I really like this material I've put it on YouTube just search Elliot Still Live in London the comments and the feedback have been very nice so far it's a it's, a, it's good it's a funny set thank you and uh, yeah this has been BTEC Philosophers we'll be back to posting the clips and stuff and follow us on Instagram if you like the clips and all of that share it let us know you love us because fuck we need validation mm. Uh, but this has been B Tech Philosophers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Boom. How long is